like I really belonged in that family. I didn't look like any of them. I guess I just look at life different than I did before because it is so different. Part of me is sad that I was lied to all my life or I feel like I was. How do you have a sister with a child go missing and 50 years later you've never looked? Cindy was removed from her parents as a young child and adopted by who she believed was her father's brother and his wife. She had a happy childhood, but still wondered if what they said about her birth mother was true. She was adopted from West Virginia, where adoption records are still closed. She started taking DNA tests and linked up with some of her birth mother's family. She was shocked to discover that her mother and younger sister had disappeared in 1969 and no one had really searched for them. The DNA tests also revealed that her birth father was someone completely different. Cindy is still searching for any information about her mother, and I have included a link to her NEMIS case in the show notes. Here is my interview with Cindy. At what age were you adopted and where were you adopted from? Well, I was removed from my birth parents' custody at about three years of age. I was adopted at four and a half. I was adopted from West Virginia, and I was adopted in New Jersey. Okay, so you grew up in New Jersey. Did you ever go back to visit family in West Virginia? Well, (laughs) I thought I went back to visit family, but over the last four years after doing DNA, I realized that it was all a lie and none of them were actual family. Did you always know that you were adopted because of the situation? Yes. I was told before I went to kindergarten. Now, I was told that in New Jersey, you had to tell a child they were adopted before they went to kindergarten. I don't know if that's actually true or if that's something that my adopted parents decided to just tell me so they could tell me I was adopted. But I've known since I was, you know, going into kindergarten. So you knew your father was your father, but he was in more of an uncle role when you were growing up. Is that kind of how it was? Well, I thought he was my father, and he lost custody of me, and his brother took me, so he became my uncle. Did you grow up with any other siblings or cousins in the household? I grew up with cousins in West Virginia, but again, you know, come to find out now, they're not cousins. But at the time, I thought they were my cousins. But no, I didn't grow up with any of them in the house. Okay, so your adoptive parents didn't have any children of their own, and they didn't uh, adopt? They didn't have any of their own, and then when I was 13, they adopted another boy and girl that were 11 and 7. Okay. So your adoptive parents obviously knew both of your birth parents. Were they able to give you any information about them? Not really. My adoptive parents pretty much lied to me. They told me that Obviously, my birth father was who they told me, but it wasn't him. I'll never know if they knew that he wasn't my birth father or if they just tried to protect the situation. And as far as my birth mother went, they were not very complimentary. They said she was pretty much a hot mess and that, you know, she was not a good person. So that's really all they would tell me. They were very secretive. The whole family was about her. And again, they told me that my birth father 
he was great singing sliced bread in their world because it was their family, but it ended up not being my birth father. So with them saying all those things about your birth mother, what was Mm -hmm. it that made you want to find her? Well, I wanted to know the truth. You know, I don't know how to explain it, and I don't know if other adopted children can identify with this, but I never felt like I really belonged in that family, even though they said that they were on my birth father's side. I didn't look like any of them. My physical characteristics were not like them. I had blonde hair, blue eyes. They were all brunettes with brown eyes. I was just really tall and slender, and they were all kind of on the heavier side. Nothing about me looked like any of them. I never really felt like I belonged or that was really who my family was. So I don't know, as I got older and everybody kind of passed away, I said, you know what, I won't hurt anybody's feelings. I really want to know the truth. So that's when I started looking to get the truth. Plus, I had heard that my birth mother kind of went MIA. And so I was curious. I did not know for a fact that I would find that my birth father was somebody completely different, nor did I anticipate finding that my birth mother had another child. It looks like around when I was five to seven years old, but they've been missing for 50 some years now, like literally missing, like not a trace of either one of them. When you first started, how did you go about finding information? about your birth mother? Well, I did my DNA. I did 23andMe and I did Ancestry. 23andMe pretty much gave me everything about my birth father. I found 13 siblings. (laughs) Many of them were also products of affairs. He had two marriages. Some were kids from his marriages, but there's like six, seven of us that are from affairs that he had. My birth mother, again, it was DNA, and it led me to a cousin that led me to his grandmother, who ended up being my birth mother's half-sister. My birth mother came from a very troubled family. Her mother had been married, from what I can see, three times with many children, and her dad had been married five times with many children, so there's many halves. But it led me to a half-sister, which led me to her actual full biological brother. And we went and met. I went to Minnesota to meet him, and he had no information for me other than what kind of life they had growing up. And he was able to tell you that she was missing. Yes, he said the last time anyone had seen her or my sister, my half-sister, was in 1969. And that's pretty much been verified through everything that I've done and all the research. I was able to get a NamUs case. The West Virginia State Police, since that's where I was born, they had a series of the redhead murders right around the same time that my mother went missing, who was a redhead. They have one unidentified body, and they honestly thought that that we were each other's answers, that that was going to be my birth mother and that they were going to be able to identify this person. Unfortunately, our DNAs didn't match, but at least in the end, it gave me a NamUs case and a chance to get the information out there. What is your birth mother and sister's full names? My birth mother's name is Bonnie... Jean, and her maiden name was Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. 
Now, my sister, it all depends on who you ask. We believe, and I guess the latest information, <laughs> the most accurate information that I have, her name was Tammy Jean, but I don't know if it was T-A-M-M-Y or T-M-I or tomorrow. And I don't have any way of proving that that was her name, but that's what my uncle said. So what are some of the theories about what may have happened to them? <laughs> well, they run the gamut of that she took off with some guy because she was married at the time to the man who supposedly was Tammy's father, but pretty doubtful that he was. So it appears she had another affair. Thought was that she ran away with some new guy. There was some theories that she got involved with a man, and this is going to sound like I made this up, but it's really true, that she got involved with a man who was involved in Denver, Colorado with the small dome crime family and that maybe she went missing because she knew too much or did her and my sister get put in a witness protection program because of something or did they die because they knew something all of those are theories about that other than that there really is no theories about why she left I mean never reached out to anyone in her family not a single sibling her mother her father well her father had passed away by then but literally everything about her goes stone cold in 1969 there's not a trace of Mm. her so other than opening the namus case and submitting your dna for the unidentified jane doe what are some of the steps that you've taken to try to locate any traces of them well, my DNA is in CODIS, as well as her brother's DNA. So they were able to get his DNA before he passed away. And so we do have that. You know, I keep doing Ancestry and 23andMe. I keep talking about my story. I've done some news articles. So I put it out on social media. There's really not a lot that I can do. I have a couple of search angels who constantly are searching, and they do amazing work. But there's just nothing, literally nobody nothing no one has seen her the name doesn't ring a bell with anyone or if it does no one has come forward and you figure she's probably like 83 she would be 83 now so there's a good chance she's not even alive even if she was yeah and then tammy if that is my sister's name there's a lot of theories that maybe she got adopted out back in the early 60s the black market adoption was big you could give a child away have a different name given to that child there's a good chance that that could have happened and she doesn't even know she was adopted she doesn't even know she had another name you know i keep hoping for that scenario because she would only be 58 so there would be a chance that she obviously could still be alive so i keep hoping that maybe she'll do a dna or she had kids and one of them will do a dna test but it's kind of daunting that no one like with immediate relation to either one of them pops on 23andme or ancestry yeah that's really crazy that nothing ever surfaced of them ever again right and that's what makes it really hard it's like looking for a needle in a haystack this late in the game and because i don't have enough information on my sister denver colorado vital statistics can't like get me a birth certificate on her because I don't have her exact birth date. I don't have her exact name. Nope. Again, for them, it would be like looking for a needle in the haystack. We have a rough idea. She was born 1963 to 1965. We think her name is Tammy, but that's all such big ifs. It's hard for them to help me. Hmm. So you have cases with both 
the Colorado State Police and the West Virginia State Police? No, Colorado has refused to take my case. Oh. Uh, West Virginia was the only one that would take my case. Colorado's been very difficult to work with, even though that was her last known residence. They have not been helpful at all. That was who I went to first. I was just grateful that West Virginia, I'm sorry that someone has a relative that's unidentified still, but that was my saving grace to get at least somewhere with a NamUs case because NamUs wouldn't take me without a police report. Right. So you grew up knowing who your birth father was, but when you did the DNA testing, you said that that was proven to be incorrect? Yes, I found out that I had a completely different birth father. My mother had had an affair while they were married, and it is what it is. <laughs> I had a completely different birth father than I had been told all my life. Shocking, no, because like I said, I never felt like I belonged in that family. Not because they didn't treat me well, they did. Honestly, they didn't treat me like I was a product of an affair, so I don't know if they knew I was a product of an affair. Back then, back then in the late 50s, early 60s, those were big scandals you know did they hide it because of that or did they honestly not know at this point i'll never know but not a single relative ever breathed the word of it to me and they've all since passed so i can't ask anybody but they all went to their grave with whatever secret this is so when you did the dna site was it that there was just a bunch of half siblings and that that's how you figured it out there were half siblings to my birth father yes and so that was just a very weird dynamic and I found a cousin an uncle on my birth father's side and I called and they're the ones that actually called me and they gave me the entire story of him and his many affairs and his marriages and all of that and I was able to piece pretty much that entire side together I'm still struggling with my birth mother's side I know her name I I met her brother I met her half sister the ones that were still alive there but it's just odd to me and I I don't know if I'm being over dramatic, but how do you have a sister half or full with a child go missing or just vanish? And 50 years later, you've never put out a police report. You never looked. So here I am 50 some years later trying to, to backtrack, but it frustrates me that not one person thought hey, could she be in trouble? We should look for her. We should put out a police report. Like nothing, not anything was done. Yeah. Colorado say why they won't make a case? Because I don't have enough information and it's so old. Like they don't hmm. have any. So apparently Denver Police Department back in the day is no longer the same police department they merged or something and so there's no records i don't know it's a cockamamie story in my in my world and i think it's truthfully there's just so many missing people in the world that for them to worry about an 80 some year old woman you know that went missing and has been missing for 50 years and nobody's cared about probably isn't the best use of their time and i just don't have enough information all i can tell them is that in 1969 she lived in denver colorado i have an address beyond that i have nothing i don't have a single piece of information yeah i mean like she had a social security number and stuff like you think they could at least like search to see if somebody ever used it again 
my uncle, her full brother, when he got married the second time, his second wife did a lot of research and they hired a private eye and supposedly they have a social security number, which they gave me and I've given to the Denver police. There's been no activity on it, but they can't prove that it was hers because again, we're talking back in the forties, fifties, like people could change birth certificates and mm. and social security numbers like you know you could go buy groceries so to know if it's actually still hers if she kept that they can't tell me but they were able to tell me that there's been no activity on it mm. at all so whether it was hers or not you know still remains to be seen but I mean, I've done some pretty expensive TV kind of things with local where I live and some newspaper articles and just no one ever has had anything. I got as far as long lost family. I got all the way until, you know, they were kind of, you go through all the free stuff and then I just don't have a happy ending. So I wasn't a good fit for their story, but I was really hopeful that they might have more tools available that would find answers but because i'm not a good story for a long lost family they can't market that story as a wonderful happy ending i guess exactly even though a lot of adoption stories that they market as happy endings aren't really happy endings in the end and you know i'm sure many families that go through this you find your birth family and you try to have a relationship sometimes they don't want you sometimes they they've lied you know to everyone their whole life and now you're this dirty little secret it's a hard relationship so yes it's all wonderful to say oh here's your birth mom you know and yada 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 but when you actually try to have that relationship I'm sure it's very difficult I mean I don't know because I've not been fortunate enough to even have that opportunity but my story didn't even have that because my story is still we have no idea where she is you know she could have been murdered she could be in witness protection she could have just left and changed her whole identity kind of weird to me i i'm more on the assumption that either she was killed murdered or went into witness protection and the only reason i say that is the fact that like we said earlier not a single person like my sister never got married and had a child there's no relatives no no dna connected to either one of them Family stories are always crazy, aren't they, though? (laughs) That's true. That is true. I guess you don't think about it because you think you're the odd duck. Yeah. You know, until you talk to people and you realize that a lot of us have some really odd stories, especially, I don't know about today so much with adoptions, but I know those of us that, you know, adopted back in the 50s and 60s and things like that, it was just done so backward and haphazard and it's just completely wrong uh, i'm not anti-adoption and i don't want to come across that i'm anti-adoption because i honestly children need i mean i would never want a child to grow up in a orphanage or some of these homes that you see about and you hear about and things like that i would never want that for a child i would always want a child to have a family but i just think it needs to be done right yeah. and when i say right like be honest you know i get it five you don't want to give me the whole key can of worms oh your mother had an affair and that because that's too much for me to handle but certainly as I turn 18 21 I never knew my medical history and that was the other thing I think 
for me too when I found out who my birth father was. You know, I'm married now with four sons, and they're older. You know, they're adults, but all of my birth fathers, all of the men in that family, have died young of heart disease. Hmm. That would have been helpful to know when my kids were little, you know. And I yeah. just feel like that's the kind of thing that adopted children deserve. You know, if you're born into a family, you have your health history. I don't know why, because I'm adopted, I can't have that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should disclose certain information when it's age appropriate, not just exactly. Keep it. Exactly. And I know when I had my first child. They had asked me if my mother had ever had, there was a drug that they gave women back in the 50s. I don't remember what it was called. And they asked me if my mother had taken it. I had no idea. You know, and it's kind of like that all the time. You go to the doctors and they ask you for your medical history and, and you always have to write, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They'll say, have your grandparents on either side? Had, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you always have to say, I don't know, you know, that's what I say. When I say I think adoption should be done right, that's what I'm talking about. Like, just just give us that information, you know. I understand that some families can't keep their child. There's many good reasons women give up a child. And I was taken away for neglect. So I do believe that I fared far better than I would have if, she had kept me obviously she's been missing and so is my sister Mm. (laughs) so who knows where I would be right and so I've gone on to have a great life I'm not saying that I I resent it I just I don't understand why the secrecy yeah you shouldn't have to go after that information that should be given especially health information it's not like that's gonna tell you who they are if they don't want to be found you know Well, you know, and the other thing, like West Virginia is still a closed state, so I can't even get my original birth certificate in West Virginia. Hmm. And that's the other thing that really is frustrating. You know, you're born to two people. Obviously, my my original birth certificate was a lie anyway because my father wasn't my father. But years ago when I went to West Virginia Courthouse to get my birth certificate, if I could have gotten that information, maybe I could have found... Bonnie a lot sooner yeah maybe I could have found or information on her 20 years ago who knows now but it doesn't allow me to do that and again I think that is just so wrong you completely wipe away who birthed me and replace it with the people that adopted me and again at 18 21 like I should be allowed to have access to that yeah definitely that's just the kind of thing I'm saying about adoption should be done right. I'm not anti-adoption. I think there's so many children that need a good home, so I would never want to do that. But don't take away who they are. Allow them to have their identity and, and know who they are. Like, I never even knew what nationality I was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, just simple things like that that... You know, I mean, I was told, but it was all a lie. So I'm not any of the things that I was told. I mean, it's just, it's little things like that. You know, you look in the mirror and people take this for granted, but they look in the mirror and they say, oh, I look like so-and-so or, oh, this is where I get this from. I look in the mirror and I'll never know who I look like. Yeah, it's like weird because kids in school, for some reason, around like third or fourth grade, they're talking about their nationalities a lot, it seems like. 
My son's in second grade and he just recently asked me, you know, what our nationality is. And yeah, so to not know that at all, to have no idea, how do you tell a little kid that? Exactly. You know, you always feel weird and you always just, and again, my adopted parents treated me very well. I mean, my adopted father did. My adopted mother had a mental illness, which I didn't know. I've since come to learn all of this, but they gave me a good life. I had a great life growing up, so I can't take anything away from that but there's something about just wanting to know who you belong to like where you came from what you looked like what your nationality is what your health history is there's just so many things in life that you just want to be able to say oh okay it's okay if I was adopted that I didn't have them in my life but why hide who my family was why is that such a secret why is everything why are birth certificates I mean think about it if you went and did this to some other legal document you'd probably get arrested but they can change my birth certificate yeah and it's okay yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know that's my soapbox for today (laughs) (laughs) so Someone who did know your birth mother, obviously, was your birth father. Was he still alive when you found out who he was? No. No, he had passed away. He passed away early from heart disease. Oh. Yeah, so, and none of the family that's around from his side knows anything about her. Somehow, I get it was a dirty little secret, or nobody knew. It was a small town in West Virginia. Maybe it was... You just didn't talk about it. I don't really know. But nobody knows of her that knew him. So have you been in contact with any of your half-siblings from him? Yes. Most of them were very resentful. Didn't want to believe that I was really a half-sibling because it just brought to light that their father had affairs and it was hard for them to comprehend I mean they're older now obviously so for them to find out that their father had affairs the ones that I have been able to have a good connection with are also siblings that were product of affairs so how many half siblings are there from your father well there's 13 of us that we know wow I don't know how many more might fly out of the woodwork as we go on (laughs) (laughs) there's been 13 so far (laughs) and you said that you have uh, pretty good relationships with the ones that weren't from his marriages have you met them in person yep my half brother and I are probably the closest Uh, he lives in West Virginia he obviously was a product of an affair and everybody knew it but we met maybe three years ago now and we've just had a bond I think we both needed that uh, sibling kind of thing one of my sisters half sisters that was also a product of affair we were close in the beginning but the whole thing for her was just too hard she never knew until she was like 54 she thought she had the you know the mom the dad the sister and the white picket fence And her whole world crashed when she did a DNA test at 54 and found out that her mother had an affair. So it's been really hard for her. Plus, she came from a very well-to-do family. I think to find out that she was born from a hillbilly kind of man, it's just too hard to handle. Yeah. So you've been back to West Virginia, and those are the people that you visit in West Virginia? 
You know, I go back to West Virginia probably once a year, and the ones that I grew up with thinking that were my cousins, you know, we still consider each other cousins. I mean, that was my whole life, and they'll always be my cousins. It's just, you know, we know we're not, but, but we are. So we get together, and it's like it should be. Yeah. Yeah, growing up in New Jersey, I'm sure it's a pretty big culture shock to go back to West Virginia. <laughs> well, West Virginia, when, yeah, like Logan, West Virginia, where I'm from, you still you still have people that live with dirt floors, live in the hollows. It's it's sad. It's a sad place to go back to. It used to be a hustle bustle kind of place, and I loved going back to West Virginia and going down Main Street and all the shops. And I loved it, and now it's just so depressing. You know, the coal industry kind of non-existent these days. Yeah. Logan, that's what it was known for, and and you just don't have it. And now there's nothing open on Main Street. It's it's filled with drug addicts. It's so depressing it's hard to go my children I took them there for the very first time and they were like do we have to be here you know I mean it's it's just a hard place to to go back to for me it has a lot of memories and and I want to be there with my you know who I grew up with but it's definitely not a place people want to go and visit yeah it feels (laughs) like home to you though right yeah you know it really does and I know that sounds weird but it's what I knew it's all I knew growing up and with everybody, my adopted family all gone and then who I thought was my birth family all gone. I really don't have anybody. So it's as close to home as I can get, I guess. Yeah. How do you think your life has changed like after finding out like the truth about your birth parents? Because it doesn't really sound like you had expected it to happen this way. No, and I did my DNA I thought maybe I'd find my mother or you know whatever never dreamed I'd find a whole other family like a birth father family how's my life changed I guess I just look at life different than I did before because it it is so different part of me is sad that I was lied to all my life or I feel like I was maybe I wasn't because maybe they didn't know but I feel like I was lied to all my life I'm sad that I missed out on so much of family that maybe I could have had. I'm sad, obviously, that I'll never, it doesn't look like I'll ever find what happened to my mother or my sister. So that's really sad for me because I really like to at least know, you know, even if it was ugly, even if they were killed, murdered, whatever, I would like to know. At least I feel like I could tell my mom I looked for her and I, I found her. So that makes me sad. And I get angry that, you know, it didn't have to be this way. Like, if they would have just told me the truth. But on the other hand, I, I'm grateful for the life that I was given. Very grateful that I I was afforded a wonderful life. And I went to college and got married and had four sons. And so I'm grateful for a lot. Just sad. I think I'm sad that so much was taken away and I I didn't even have any say in it. Yeah. I guess that's how I can put it. So if anyone thinks that they may have any information about your birth mother or your sister, who would they contact? Well, they certainly can contact the West Virginia State Police. Sergeant Henderson with the West Virginia State Police, he's the one that opened the case for me. 
he actually, he was a wonderful man, or still is. He had been patrolman at the time, you know, just a trooper at the time when when that unidentified body was found. He was young, and he made a vow to, to bring a name to that woman, you know, and I feel bad he never has, and I really thought I was going to be the one to give him that closure, but I didn't. But again, Sergeant Henderson from the West Virginia State Police, he has my case. NamUs has my case. They certainly could reach out to NamUs. I mean, they could reach out to you uh, to get to me. Yeah. I, I would like any information. There's no information that I'm going to learn that I haven't already thought about. Nothing's going to tear me apart because maybe the truth isn't even as bad as I have imagined. I'm sure you've imagined every single scenario. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, crime families. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I just sit there some days and go, like, could you throw a few more crazies in there? Like a crime family. I, who would have ever, I didn't even know it existed, but I researched it. And there actually is a crime family called the Small Dones hmm. from Denver, Colorado. But who would have ever known? Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that one for sure. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, if anybody had any information, they're welcome to, you know, reach out to whoever we just talked about for sure. So my last question is, what would you tell people who are entering the journey to find their birth families? What advice would you give them? Just don't have any expectations. Yeah. Kind of go into it, but be prepared, you know, but don't have expectations. Like don't expect to find everything and be prepared to find nothing. It's a rough road. I didn't think it would be like that. I really thought, you know, I thought it was going to be all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, but it really isn't. So be prepared. I have a good support system that can walk the journey with you because I really am grateful that I had my husband. There were times when I just wanted to not get up the next day, you know, like just wanted to pull the covers over my head and just, just stop thinking about it because how could how could a parent do that to a child? How could people that adopt you do that to you? It was it was hard. It was just really hard. How could a man have so many kids and not know them or care that he had that many kids? Like, yeah. you know, there's just so many pieces to the puzzle. Expect nothing, be prepared for anything, and have a really good support system to walk yeah. the journey with you. And don't watch Long Lost Family, right? Yeah, don't. <laughs> I still watch it. I still cry at every episode. And it's so wonderful. And it does give you hope. But I'm going to say it's probably not the most realistic version of finding the truth. Yeah, I watched it before we had met my dad's birth family. And I was I was crying. And oh, this yep. is wonderful. And then afterwards, like a year afterwards, I was thinking like, they should do a follow up show because that, that is not it, you know? <laughs> well, they should. And that's why I was so discouraged when they wouldn't do mine. Because not everybody has that opportunity to meet their birth family. Forget whether it's happy or not. Not everybody's found. And because my situation was that, they, you know, I was the date, and I thought, how many people might you be able to find if you did a show that was more realistic? Right. They didn't ask for my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. Oh, well, thank you for doing 
this. I really appreciate the opportunity, and hopefully someone will hear and, you know, it might help them, may give them encouragement. They'll say they're not the only one that hasn't been able to find answers, or if I can be a small light in somebody else's life, then it's all worth it. If you have experienced an adoption reunion and would like to speak about it, please contact me at whathappensafterpodcast at gmail.com. Also check out the show's Instagram to see pictures of my guests. Listen next time to find out what happens after. Thanks for listening.